Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You are listening to the Intentionally Inspirational Podcast. This podcast was created for entrepreneurs who are seeking motivation, digital marketing tips, personal development resources, and a nice dose of comic relief. Now for your host, Jason Wright. What is happening, everybody? Jason Wright here, bringing you episode number 131. I do have a great guest this week. I have Allison Reeves joining me here in a moment. But before we get into our conversation, guess what I did last week? Any guesses at all? I guess I couldn't hear you if you guessed, could I? I quit my day job. My wife and I decided it was finally time to give both businesses the time they deserved so that we could um, stabilize and grow them. So looking forward to that. Uh, It's funny, I've been probably busier now than I was with the day job, but putting it into, uh, you know, intentionally inspirational, growing that. So, so far, so good. Things are looking really good, and I'm actually getting some things built, some information-type products that I've wanted to do for a long time and just simply didn't have the time. They take a lot of time to do the right way, especially marketing funnels. So good stuff there. If you guys tune in to the Full Access Project, which is our shorter podcast that we release twice a week on this same channel, you can kind of keep up with my wins and losses in the unfiltered raw story of entrepreneurship there. So check it out. They're short episodes. Check it out if you haven't. If you guys are curious on what it takes for the right mindset to be able to do entrepreneurship full-time or even make that step, uh, you should check out my book. There's a lot of um, good stuff in there, good stories, give you some great perspectives and tons of motivation. It's called The Backwards Route to Forward Progress. It is on Amazon and paperback and ebook formats. Or you can check it out at thebackwardsroutebook.com. So as I mentioned earlier, today I've got another great guest. I've got Allison Reeves who will be talking with me about marketing and how to hone your skills and find your niche in a digital world. Good stuff. Let's check it out. What is happening, everybody? I've got another great guest with me this week. I've got Allison Reeves from Malaley Marketing. Let me tell you what I know about Allison. She is a digital marketer, an entrepreneur, and an expert in generating real estate leads. Allison, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No problem at all. So tell me a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey to this point. i uh, love to hear where you've come from and where you're at. Yeah, great question. Um, so I've been a marketing director at several companies, and they were all real estate or real estate investing related. And part of why I started Malali Marketing was getting, I was tired of the, you know, hours for dollars model of just having a full-time job. And uh, it doesn't matter how many raises you get at a full-time job, you're still going to be fighting the, you know, it's not scalable. Um and so I started Malali Marketing partially to just really generate more income for myself and partially because I thought that the systems and programs that I'd established for other companies were really replicable for individuals. And so, um, you know, I've used them on myself and I've used them for real estate agents. Um, I, I love real estate because I think it's an industry where people can easily build wealth and real estate agents are, they're all marketers by nature, whether they want to be or not. And so I really love coaching them on how to become an authority in their market and, 
that's kind of how I got started. Uh, let me know if you want me to expand on that at all. No, very nice. So you teach them how to generate leads. You teach them and you coach as well. Is that correct? I do. And actually, lead generation is definitely a part of it. Um, I mean, the name of my webinar is How to Double Your Leads in Six Days or Less. But really, the crux of it is um, the program is called Agent Authority Mastery. And I like to teach them to be an authority in their market so that they're you know, attracting clients instead of chasing them. And so that people think of them first so that their referrals are on autopilot. Um, so the end goal, which is a long-term gain, is to be an authority in their market where they're getting leads from people they don't even know. Um, so while lead generation is an important part of that, and a lot of people come to me who just need leads, the people who I get really jazzed about working with are the people who are interested in something more, um, you know, being authentic and relating to people and providing value instead of just looking for people who are going to give them money. Yeah, the power of the relationship there. Exactly. Yep. So that video, so on your, I went through your funnel and I was on your site. Very nice site, by the way. Thank you. Uh, but that video where you talk about these, these people that sat down with their real estate agent and said, hey, our, our son just bought a home from somebody else. We forgot about you. That's pretty powerful stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And that person did not buy my product, which is sad because it'll probably happen to her again. But yeah. What? That's unacceptable. Yeah, I know. We should like conference <laughs> her in right now and figure out what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Hey, why didn't you buy? No. So just, I mean, because people listening and, and even myself, what, what's really interesting is, um, so I'll tell you a bit about me. So I, I've got, um, you know, the digital marketing business and actually a manufacturing business and a full-time job as well. What's interesting is the full-time job is, is probably going away much sooner than later because obviously I can't be in three locations at once and there's a good enough opportunity to make that happen. So I think a lot of people listening are in that same boat. You yourself are actually in that boat as well, aren't you? I am. Yep. And, it, and it's, I think the thinking there, and I've tried it both ways. I've jumped cold turkey and tried to build something big from zero and it's really hard to do, but and I, it's funny, I actually used to condemn the side hustle. It was like be all in or nothing until I <laughs> failed without it. Now I'm like side hustle until you can't stand working 100 hours a week between both and then let the day job go. And hopefully you can build some information products and things to, you know, so you don't have to work that much anyway. But um, so tell me about your thinking there. I mean, are you just embracing the side hustle as well? I am. I'm embracing this side hustle. And I'm, I think I'm in a unique position uh, compared to most people who start a side hustle, which is their end goal from the beginning is definitely to quit, you know, the full-time gig and, you know, build the side hustle. And I think what's unique about my situation is that that isn't necessarily my goal. Um, I work in a company in Houston that's been best place to work two years in a row. Uh, I manage a team of really awesome, motivated people. And so, my goal is to really just manage these two things, which, you know, is kind of how I met you because I'm looking to, even though it, it takes away from my checkbook, at my income at the end of the day, there's certain parts of my program that I can easily outsource to other specialists mm -hmm. uh, so that I can really focus my time on the coaching, which is something I'm passionate about. And it's something that's where I bring the most value. So uh, I'm not really sure what my five-year plan is or my 10-year plan, but I know my plan in the near future is to really continue to manage both. So growing my side business, outsourcing what I can, and then seeing what happens. I love it. Now, that's really smart because it uh, it stacks the deck just in your favor in general pretty heavily, you know? Mm-hmm. Very nice. And it, it's nice, too, because I'm not um, I'm not in a hurry. Uh, mm -hmm. And so it's given me a lot of – I started in – I just started this program in July, and 
um, I've really enjoyed the process of just taking my time figuring out who my audience is and and what their what their needs are. Mm -hmm. So far, so good for you, though. Yeah, yeah. So far, so good. Awesome. Very nice. I love it. Yeah, and you said something that that jumped out to me. I was just having this conversation with somebody earlier, but. Yeah, there's always those pieces that you really want to stay involved with yourself because, you know, you are what make that client experience truly unique. And when you take yourself out of that altogether, it's just never quite the same, you know? Exactly. Yep. So kind of thinking about the the side hustle or, or that business or, or any business maybe you've been a part of, what do you think the hardest part is in getting started for people? Um, I think it's probably for other people, it's similar to what it was for me, which is like, what is the thing that I'm selling? Uh, I knew that I'm a digital marketing expert, which is a pretty generic term. A lot of people say that. So it was really thinking about what's really special and unique that I have to bring to the table and who needs that. Um, so when I first started, I was thinking, you know, I'm going to help other people build funnels. And I just felt like it wasn't specific enough. And I wasn't sure that that was really what I was passionate about. And so you know, I talked, I actually hired a coach, which I think that a lot of people would benefit from. I highly recommend hiring a coach. And they helped me choose a product that was something that I was experienced in, um, that I had a specific niche in, because a lot of people don't have specifically real estate marketing experience and that they knew would sell too. Um, cause it had to be an, it had to be a niche, but not so niche that there was nobody to actually, um, benefit from purchasing it. So, I think that was the hardest thing for me was nailing down, like, what am I going to sell and what can I provide at the value that I need to sell it at to, to where it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's still, that's still been a struggle. That's, you know, I'm starting to outsource, um, like I said, the components that make sense for me to outsource, but that was a hard decision too, because, uh, cause I want to do everything mm -hmm. <laughs> and, uh, you can't do everything, whether you're taking your entrepreneur ship full-time or not. You just eventually won't be able to do everything. Yep. And nor should you have to. I mean, there's enough technology out there that, um, you know, like what you've done with webinars and courses, and there's, there's always ways to package that information up and put it on autopilot for sure. So it's interesting. We just, what you just said, um, I was actually, I've had a lot of conversations today, but I had another conversation today and I was helping a friend kind of figure out what that big thing is for her and I said, uh, same thing, entrepreneur, day job. And I said, what are you doing the day job? And it was completely different. I was like, tell me more, tell me more. So you've done that for 10 years. Okay. So I said, take that knowledge that you have with sales and sales training and all that stuff and figure out ways to package that up because there's no reason for you to learn something brand new if you don't need to. And that's kind of what you've done, Allison. You've taken a real familiar area, you've integrated it with some technology, and there's a, a great opportunity for you to ultimately get to do more of what you love. So yeah, good hopefully. stuff, good stuff for sure. <laughs> um, any moments with the side hustle when you thought that it may fall apart or may flop that ever hit you at all? Every other day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was really hard in the beginning. Um, so I hired a coach and I haven't, you know, for, for the time that I have to actually do all of this, I have a really condensed funnel. So it's a Facebook ad that goes to an evergreen webinar that goes to a call to action for a sales call. Um, and those leads are really expensive and the product is expensive. So it makes sense once I make a sale, but I spent probably, you know, while my ads were optimizing and while I was learning how to take sales calls, cause that was a thing I'd never done. Uh, I spent a good $1,500 before I actually got my first lead to convert. And so that was pretty scary. Like <laughs> not knowing, uh, like when I was going to actually be able to make a sale and deliver. So 
um, I think that's been the scariest thing for me is just investing in the ads and investing in myself. You know, my at my full time job, I mean, we spend you know seventy thousand dollars a month on advertising, but for me, you know, that's a that's completely un you know inconceivable that mm-hmm. I would ever spend that much a month. So mm-hmm. uh, I think that was the hardest the biggest challenge or the reason why I thought I would fail was because I would just turn it off and not be able to take a sales call. Yeah. And, or a lot of people fall short is they'll say they, they started a similar process. You know, maybe they hit that $200 mark of Facebook ads or like, I'm out, you know, this isn't working. I think a lot of people, they give up so soon, but sometimes it's difficult to, to find that line. You know, how far do I go? When do I cut it off? I mean, it, it's, it's a tough thing. It's definitely tough, but uh, those darn Facebook ads are tough to optimize, aren't they? Yeah. And, and that was the one thing my coach told me was, you know, I spent $1,500 and I'd only had about 10 sales calls. And he just said like the next one could be the one. And then everything changes. Like the whole thing changes as soon as you have that one sale. Um, yeah, but yeah, it, it's a lot easier now. You do it once and it's like, okay, I've done that once. I can do it again. And it's really powerful from a, a hope and focus and uh, just belief standpoint for sure. Exactly. So for new people getting started, I and mean, we've talked about uh, you and I are ClickFunnels users, we've talked about Facebook ads, uh, both of which I would say have a fairly steep learning curve to do it well, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Deceivingly. I, I talk to people every week. They're like, yeah, I bought ClickFunnels and uh, became overwhelmed instantly. And it's like, yeah, that can happen. Yeah. Um, so for somebody who's starting a business or thinking about it, or maybe somebody who's in it and just going digital with things from just a marketing and branding standpoint – what would you say three primary focuses are that, that every entrepreneur should have for digital marketing? Oh, that's a, that's a broad question. So it three is, focuses but run with for... it. Yeah, run with <laughs> it any way you want to. So like if I was a brand new entrepreneur and I said, hey, Allison, uh, what should I be focusing on for digital marketing? If, you know, if my question's that broad, what would you, what would you say for the, the first three things? Yeah. So um, actually, it's funny. There's someone that asked me yesterday. He was like, I want to make $100,000 of passive income this year. And he has no marketing experience. And I was like, well, your first step is to define what your product is. That's going to help you understand what tools you need to learn. But I would say if you're just looking to like generally get started in digital marketing, the tools that I would recommend would be um, Digital Marketer, Ryan Dice's Digital Marketer Training. Um they have a lot of really like low cost free education products, certifications. And I 10 out of 10 recommend going through all of those that you can. Um, I also think that reading, if you're interested in funnels and creating an online product, I would read all of Russell Brunson's books. Um, there's a lot of really bad books out there and Russell Brunson stand out to me because they are extremely actionable. Um, it's actually how I rewrote my webinar recently was I read expert secrets and within a week I had something that, uh, was a much better, uh, webinar funnel. So, and then learning, you know, doing some kind of Facebook ads training, because that's like the thing that everyone's doing. And as much as I'm exhausted from Facebook, it's just, that's where people are and that's where they want to be spoken to. So digital marketer training, Russell Brunson's, um, training and his books, and then, um, you know, doing a training course or hiring a consultant or a coach to help you with your Facebook ads. And then before all of that, or after all of that, determine what your expertise and what your product actually is going to be. Mm Mm-hmm. No, I, I think that's uh, you gave three phenomenal answers there, and it's it's interesting because I know somebody listening is like overwhelmed, but you know what? It's one foot in front of the other. <laughs> you know what's interesting about the Facebook animal of products like Instagram Messenger, Facebook? It changes like every thirty days. There's a change. There's an update. There's always stuff changing. And it, I find that with everything digital, um, 
active campaign, click funnels, everything. And it's like to really be good. I mean, you can't just, you know, read about it. You got to be a practitioner. You got to be involved and stay involved. Uh, do you have that same experience? I do. And actually, I, I went to the digital marketer conferences here in San Diego. And one thing that uh, that was mentioned in the keynote that I thought was really true was this idea of being a full stack marketer. You know, people who are getting into marketing, it's not like you can be great at email and you're good to go. You kind of have to know a little bit of everything. Um, you have to know email, you have to know advertising, you have to know copy, you have to know you know, there's a wider range of things you have to know, and then you have to specialize in a couple of things. That said, another thing that was mentioned at the conference was this idea of, oh my God, like, what am I going to do? Bots are taking over, you know, the end of the world is coming. And I think the message that really hit home for me was like, yeah, there's all these tools. It can be really overwhelming, but the things that haven't changed, you know, ever are, you know, how you develop a product, how you build relationships with customers and, um, and, you know, explain your unique value proposition. Those are things that are steady and the, the tools change all the time and you don't have to know all of them. You just have to learn one at a time or outsource one at a time. And like you said, one foot in front of the other. Yeah. No, I think that's, that's phenomenally well said. Anybody ever tell you you're really well spoken? Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, um, I have heard that before, but I, I, also feel like I talk too much. <laughs> no, no, I think it's great. No, it's no, it's super, super relevant stuff. So, um, no, I love it. Um, let me ask you this. Um, do you think that this is it for you entrepreneurship wise? So like, for example, do you have other ideas or other offshoots that you would like to venture into? And I'm just kind of going off the notes. I'm just curious. I'm curious if there's that serial entrepreneur in you, or do you think you'll be satisfied for what you're doing for a while? I'm definitely a serial entrepreneur. Um, I have a couple other ideas that are probably longer term ideas. Once I can, you know, I'm in real estate right now because that's what I'm experienced in and that's what I know. Um, what I would love to do is help other women kind of get their businesses off the ground, uh, but that's not something I'm qualified to do right now. So um, that's just one idea of a couple other things that I think would be really fun to try. Awesome. I love it. You know, it's interesting, and I'll share this with you. Maybe you've thought about it, maybe you haven't, but. Your model for your your funnel right now uh, could easily be or pretty easily be duplicated into a couple other big industries. Have you ever thought about that? I have. Yeah, I've thought about just basically because when I hired a coach, he gave me like the template for the webinar and my webinar doesn't fun follow uh, Russell Brunson's webinar at all. Actually, I do a lot of things he says not to do, but it still converts. And so, <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a simple, it is a pretty simple thing that could easily be duplicated. So tell me about that. I've actually been interested in doing webinars for a while. And uh, because of the, the crazy nature of my schedule, everything takes way longer than I want it to. How, how has that experience been? Is it something you recorded once and then you just upload it and do it over and over? How does that work from that standpoint? Yeah, I, I have an evergreen webinar funnel, so the conversions can be higher if you do a live funnel, but yeah. um, I don't have time and a lot of people don't. And so um, Stealth Seminar is the tool that I use, and it's an evergreen webinar funnel, uh, but it has a live chat option, so you can still engage with people. And I think that's a really good balance because you can still you know, address people's questions live so they feel like there's this interaction even if you're not actually doing it live. Um, I think in a perfect world, I would do it live once a week and I'd push all my ads to that once a week time, but uh, it's just not the life I can live right now. Sure. No, it's super interesting to me. I think it's something I've got to do. I think I've just made up my mind, but I do it. But I, I like the evergreen <laughs> style as well. 
Um, I, I definitely think, you know, from a, a time standpoint, the evergreen's nice, but if you can, if you have time to do them, uh, yeah, absolutely. Now, did you ever have, um, so have you ever done one live or no? I have, but not for my personal product. So gotcha. at, at my full-time job, I do a live webinar every single week. Gotcha. That's why you're so darn comfortable talking and all that. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I'm going to throw you a bit of a curveball here, Allison. What is something interesting or unique about you that we wouldn't figure out on our own? Um, that I'm a musician and a songwriter. Tell me more. What do you like to, what do you like to do? Um, I play the guitar and the mandolin and I would describe my style, I guess, as just kind of like folk, like what you would think it sounds like when a female singer writes songs on a guitar. Very Um, nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. I'm in central Indiana and, uh, we, uh, live kind of on the edge of the country now, but we love, uh, folk and country and that type of music as well as a bunch of other genres, but that's awesome. Thanks. Yep. So what's next for you? Um, You've got Malayli Marketing. You've got the day job. What's the next frontier look like for you? Well, the the way my coaching works is I usually hire or I usually get a couple of students in and then it's a three-month process with them. So I am finishing up the two students I have now and I'll be introducing um, hopefully more than two students. I'm not going to turn the ads off again like I did last time because – because as you know, it's going to take a while to build up the equity of those ads again. But I, that's my biggest focus this year. Um, I have some revenue goals for um, Malali Marketing and Agent Authority Mastery. And um, I have some good ideas on how to actually make that happen without driving myself crazy. So I'm just really excited about um, about making that work and getting some more success stories in the pipeline. And, and then seeing 2019 again and growing even more then. Isn't that crazy how three months this year, I mean, it's already March. How's it March already? I know. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I mean, I, I literally remember talking to my wife on New Year's Eve and saying, this is what 28 is going to be. And I feel like I blinked one time and here I am talking to you right now. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it goes by so fast. Um, it was something something interesting. Uh, There's two things that you said and I wanted to go back to and my mind is in a fog and I cannot wrap my mind around what they were. Um, I'm hoping they'll come back to me. There's something about Facebook that you said. And I was like, man, I want to dig into that. Um, so let me ask you, so if somebody's listening and they want to, uh, try Facebook ads, what would you tell them they should be willing to spend? Cause I talked to a lot of people who are like, you know, I did the $5 a day thing for a week, didn't work. You know, what, what would you say from that standpoint? Um, I mean, when I work with real estate agents, I tell them, you know, $5 a day can work. $10 a day is better. Um, but when I'm doing ads for myself, I never start with less than $20 a day because I know how much a webinar registration costs for me. And I know that if I do, you know, if I do $5 a day, I'm not going to see a webinar registration, you know, only every one and a half days. So I would say $20 a day is going to give you a much, um, you're going to get the results faster. I would say $10 a day would be a decent minimum. I would say $5 a day you can make work, but it depends on your industry too. So that's another thing is I have... I have a client in Kansas City and her, she gets leads for under five bucks, but I have a client in the heart of Houston, which is a really competitive market and she's paying 20 bucks a lead. So kind of depends on your market and your niche too. But I, I wouldn't feel comfortable doing less than $10 a day if somebody was really ambitious about seeing results. Yep. I think that's good advice. And it, people don't realize that Facebook is a, a bid product. You know, the more people spending money, the more uh, expensive it is. So it does vary by industry, location, even time of year. There's a lot of variables there. So no, well said. And Facebook's algorithm will actually um, index and, and work harder for you with more money spent per day. So 
you know, when people are targeting a, a million in an audience and spend five bucks a day, it's not a very good, uh, it's not a very good trade off there at all. Yeah. And if you like, even if you start out at $5 a day, you're going to have to increase that for the reasons you just said, because Facebook is not, you know, if Facebook sees you spending $5 a day, they're not going to see the conversions they want to see on a weekly basis. And, um, they're going to get sad that you're not spending more money. So, you know, this client in Kansas city who's getting leads for $5 a day, the cost started creeping up to seven and $9 per, um, acquisition. And so we bumped up the budget from $5 to $7 a day and her cost started going down. Yep. And people don't realize that either, that there's a, a machine that's out of our control called Facebook and they, you know, there's some control over that. So um, listen very carefully to what we're talking about because it will help you. Well, awesome, Allison. I really appreciate you coming on the show. If somebody listening is curious and would love to connect with you, what's the best way for them to do so? Yeah, I'm on Facebook. Uh, it's facebook.com slash Malali Marketing. And so it's M-E-L-A-L-I Marketing. It's um it's kind of an odd name. And I'm also, it's MalaliMarketing.com. And my name is Allison Reeves. And you can probably, you know, look me up that way too. Awesome. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much for coming on. Yeah, I really appreciate it. All right. We are back to the show. Allison, thank you for your time and your expertise. Always appreciate that. And what's next for me and the show, guys? Um, more fun stuff. I've got some really exciting ideas for the brand this year. I'm going to keep the gas pedal down for the rest of the year and keep growing the monthly client base and keep expanding what we do and getting better and, uh, you know, staying a practitioner. You've got to stay involved in your craft to become the best, and you have to actually do stuff to make mistakes and learn. All the reading and the theory in the world isn't going to serve you near the value that actual life experience will. So keep that in mind. If you guys want to check out the show notes in this episode to learn more about Allison and what she's doing, you can go to intentionallyinspirational.com forward slash episode 131. And you can use that same formula to check out show notes for any guests that I've spoken to in the past. And I'm going to tell everybody this for now. If you've got something that you want to do, don't give up. If you've got something that you think you need to try, try it. What's the worst that can happen? You know, life is short. We get one opportunity to do this thing. Do something today. You'll thank yourself for tomorrow. With that being said, I appreciate your ear and your time, guys. We will catch up with you real soon with another episode of this podcast. Thanks. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to Intentionally Inspirational. You can keep up with all of our new episodes on CastBox, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. We look forward to having you join us again next week for another great episode.